Let's bow our heads for prayer. Gracious and loving Father in heaven, we give you thanks this day that we can gather together as brothers and sisters in Christ here and through the technology available, we give you thanks. We give you thanks for the gift of your word which reveals your Son, our Savior Jesus Christ, to us. And we give you thanks for the ways that you work in our lives by your word and spirit each and every day. Lord, help us to see the miracles even in the little things. Be with us this day. Pour your strength and your guidance into us. Help us to continue to persevere and especially help us, Lord, to bear witness to the world around us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Our gospel lesson this day has Jesus withdrawing from a boat, going across the Sea of Galilee to a desolate place to be by himself. And the reason he's doing that is he has been working hard. He's been healing people and teaching people, and, and he needs a little bit of a break. And, and yet when the crowds see him leaving, when they hear about it, it says that they follow him on foot. And so they're working their way all around the lake and probably gathering people with them as they go from the towns and the regions along the way. And so when he finally arrives at what he thinks is going to be a desolate place, he saw a great crowd. And the text tells us, he had compassion on them and healed their sick. Sometimes when we hear of the feeding of the thousands, we are under the impression that somehow in all of this, that what Jesus has been doing all day long is simply preaching and teaching to the crowds. But there's no mention here of preaching and teaching just healing the sick. And yet we know when Jesus heals the sick as he's ministering to people one-on-one -on -one, that he's also taking the time to remind them of that important relationship with God. It's all wrapped in the whole uh, important aspect of forgiveness of sin. For that's where true healing takes place. He's taking care of and ministering to these people all day long. And when evening comes, he says to his disciples, when they come to him and they say, you need to start sending people away because they need to go to the towns and villages around in order to get some food. They've had nothing all day long. He says to his disciples, Lord, we only have five loaves of bread and two fish. How 
How many times does God ask his disciples, ask the church, you and me, to do something that seems to be impossible with what we have? Five loaves of bread and two fish, Lord, that's all we have. What you're asking us to do is impossible. We don't have enough resources, Lord. What you're asking us to accomplish isn't possible. And Jesus said, bring them here to me. Then he ordered the crowds to sit down on the grass in other Gospels, we hear that he orders them to sit in groups of 50 or 100 to make it a little more manageable to, to deal with. And he looks up to heaven. And I love this. It says, and he said a blessing. Now, what is a blessing? A blessing, and, and we often use that term even when we sit down to eat, let's say a blessing. And we might use that prayer that we all know, although we argue over some of the little words in it. Come Lord Jesus, be our guest, and let this food, these food, thy food, to us be blessed. What are we doing? We're thanking God for what he has provided a blessing doesn't ask for God to give more. It simply thanks God for what he's provided. Jesus isn't asking God to give more food. He's simply saying, Lord, thank you for the five loaves of bread and two fish. And being a good Jew... He probably adds the Hebrew words dadayena. Which means it is enough. Those are words that are used throughout the Passover meal. If God had only done this much and no more, it would have been enough. Dadayena. What God gives is always enough to accomplish the purposes that God intends. And God is the one who takes what he gives and multiplies it in the process of using it. Notice the text here. And taking the five loaves and two fish, he looked up to heaven and said a blessing. Then he broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the crowds. Jesus didn't just keep breaking the bread until he had accumulated enough and went, is this about enough? Let's see, we're up to about 8,000. We got, you know, 5,000 men, and we got the women and the children. Keep breaking, Jesus, keep breaking, you know, kind of thing. Okay, now we got enough, now distribute it. No, he puts it into use. And he moves forward in faith that his heavenly father is going to provide enough in this whole process for God's will to be done.
And they all ate and were satisfied. And the disciples took up 12 basketfuls full of the broken pieces left over. What we see here is simply miraculous. That God in providing doesn't just provide enough, he provides in abundance. But what's miraculous here is what he does with five loaves of bread and two fish. But that's the way our God works. He works in wonderful and mighty ways. He takes simple things and does extraordinary things. It's the simple waters of baptism, ordinary water, that when God combines it with his word of promise, becomes a life-saving water, a life-changing water. A water that washes us clean of all of our sins. And pours out upon us the power of the Holy Spirit. He takes simple bread and wine. And again breaks the bread and shares it with his disciples. Shares it with you and with me. And takes the cup. And he declares this to be his body and his blood given and shed for the forgiveness of our sins. Simple things doing extraordinary things. Simple things that are not beyond our means. But parts of our everyday lives. The simple gift of of prayer. Think about that. We fold our hands and we bow our heads. Or we raise our arms and we look to the heavens. And in that simple act of coming to God, we can speak directly, not on hold but directly with Almighty God, creator of all things. And he hears us. And he answers us according to his will. It is the simple gift of life that comes to us. We don't understand, but with the very little breath of God that he breathes into us and fills our lungs, we live and we move and we have our being. We are fearfully and wonderfully made, knit together, as scripture tells us, by God's hand. He's active in our lives. And he wants us also to be active in the lives of others. The simple miracle that Jesus is unfolding with the crowds that day, the simple miracle that he unfolds in our lives, and we've already experienced it this morning, is that of forgiveness. It's the cross of forgiveness. It's a miracle in our lives each and every day. We come to the Lord and we confess, I, a poor, miserable sinner. And his grace and his mercy and his love come to us in outstretched, nail-pierced arms. 
And so many people today I hear say, it's too simple. What's the catch? It is simple. The catch is our own pride, our own sinfulness, our own, our own disobedience against God, our stubbornness to do it our way. We're the ones who complicate it. We're the ones who might step back as a disciple and say, this is really stupid. Five loaves of bread and two fish? We can't do this. I know, I know what Jesus is doing. He's having the crowds sit so that we can run and get a head start. This ain't going to work, Jesus. You might fool the first ten people. O ye of little faith. Not only does God provide as we saw, but God provides in abundance 12 basketfuls of leftovers. Not only does God provide on a cross those, those, those sins being paid for by our Savior Jesus Christ, but he provides enough abundance that the sins of the whole world are paid for. Not just mine and yours, but every sin ever committed and every sin that's currently being committed even as I talk and every sin that will be committed. He provides in abundance. In fact, if you think about it, he gave enough for each disciple to carry their own basket. And if he provides for us that abundance for each of us to carry our own basket of forgiveness, then what he's saying is you can't possibly eat all of this yourself. You need to do what? Share it with those around you. Bring my forgiveness to the world. Share it with others. And that's why he says, go and make disciples to all tribes, languages, races, peoples, to take the gift that we have and to share it, to remind people of the cross of forgiveness and the simple miracle that we, as his children, are able to share with others, to look someone in the eye and say, your sins are forgiven. In the name of Jesus Christ, who paid the price for them on a cross. That's where the healing comes. And that's the healing that this world needs. And we are empowered by God to share it with others. What do you think that those thousands of people did after they were fed? Yeah, they, some of them wanted to make him a bread king. We know that. But I'm guessing that many of them went and told people who weren't there what happened. That they were in some way fed in a miraculous way by Jesus. That's the same story that we have. We are fed in a miraculous way by Jesus Christ every day through his word and spirit, through the body and blood, in the promises of baptism, with the forgiveness of sins. We are being sustained in this dark world 
by Christ. And that's what we hang on to every day. But that's also what we have in such abundance that we share it with the world. Simple miracles. One day at a time, my friends. One day at a time. Every day. Simple miracles. In Jesus' name, amen. And now may the peace of God, which passes all of our human understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the true faith of God in Christ Jesus until life everlasting. Amen.